Hello, everybody. Every time, every time I come to do a, a video here, I wonder whether I should or shouldn't. And often I don't know what I'm going to say. And maybe often I just don't really have anything to say. Kind of filling in. I don't. I, I can't answer that. But I. I just. I just want to speak. People would not say I'm narcissistic or whatever. I will not. But I'd like to have something to share with everybody. And uh, a theme that's been on our minds recently, that's been on my mind consistently, has been uh, one of uh, honesty. Honesty. That's, that's, a, that's a tough order. Mm -hmm. That's a tough, dare I say, act. It rides right against the nature. It does. It strikes at the heart. Mm -hmm. Honesty. I'm always asking myself, am I honest? And I often find myself not being honest. And of course, that can be qualified. You can, you can uh, wonder what is honesty. If you get, if you get thinking about it, mm -hmm. there's, there's a lot of, a lot to think about in different aspects of, of that characteristic that it's surely not just as simple as just saying whatever's on your mind and blurting it out right no yeah. it's not and it's not just about stating ordinary facts that are obvious to everybody it's probably more speaking things that um how can i put it martin you put it somewhere you Vulnerability. Yeah, or maybe put somebody else at risk. Which is a form of vulnerability, because I think right. the reason we hesitate to put somebody else at risk is because we have our own anxieties about how that will put us at risk. Yeah. I don't know that anybody really possesses that much altruistic concern. It, it's been such uh, honesty, the call to honesty has been such a test for everybody all the time and it makes you wonder if it's possible to be honest and i don't believe that it's possible to be honest i think it's an impossibility for men for men yeah for men. men these things are impossible and with god it's required right that's what he's after for for our salvation uh, our salvation it's not just that we need to be honest for our salvation but it's like our salvation makes us honest. It, 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 honesty is the salvation. <laughs> the yeah. ability to have yeah. truth. Yes, the ability to be honest. It, I mean, isn't that what salvation is all about? Yes. Is being free from your war against dishonesty? Yes. Yeah. You don't have to. Don't have to be dishonest. I've lived all my life in fear of. The truth. I've 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 lived uh, my my recent life in a, a battle to conquer falsehood, mm -hmm. to come against dishonesty, mm -hmm. 
in my soul. Right. And 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 that takes some just that takes some honesty to say that. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of people don't want to admit that they're dishonest. Right. A lot of people don't even know what it means to be dishonest. I'm convinced that a lot of people, well, I'm I, I, I'm always telling the truth. I'm not lying to anybody. And you find people that can be very candid, mm -hmm. or they can be very naive, mm -hmm. sim simplistic in mind. And there's replacement forms of honesty. Yeah. Like people just I've been honest in every business dealing. Right. And it's like, okay, so so maybe you've been sometimes even like like foolishly honest. Mm -hmm. Like you think mm -hmm. that honesty in a business dealing is just dumping all your cards out on the table for everybody to see it so that anyone can take advantage of you. Right. And just allowing yourself to right. be pillaged. Right. And oh no, it, that, I actually, I, I, well, I didn't even, that didn't cost me much. So I, I can't charge you for that because that would be dishonest. Right. And, and people mistake their version of self-righteousness yeah. for honesty. Yeah. Whereas honesty would actually be admitting that you fancy yourself more honest than you really are and you yeah. try to manifest that by being foolishly honest in your business dealings. Right. That's what honesty would be. Yeah. I like to be seen as more honest than I am by yeah. being artificially honest in this area of my life. Right. Right. But honesty isn't just yeah. putting on a show of, of, of foolishly giving away information that you'd be Right. You know, the Lord says, be wise as serpents, harmless as doves. There's a good verse right there. There's a good set of words there. So, the so, you know, be wise as serpents and, and harmless as doves. So we, we tend to ignore the fact that we're living in a very dishonest world. Mm -hmm. All men are liars, it says in the mm -hmm. scriptures. All men are liars. Uh, dishonest, mm -hmm. right? Uh, not willing to face the truth, not willing to speak the truth. Isn't that where it started? Yeah, that's right. By, Adam by the life, pointing fingers. This woman you gave me. Mm -hmm. Adam was being honest. That's right, he wasn't being honest. Because immediately, with, with the guilt comes the dishonesty. Because mm -hmm. you just can't face up to what a, what a nothing you are. Hiding. Right. Hiding in the bushes. Mm -hmm. When the Lord came along. Isn't that a form of dishonesty? Why are you hiding? Why was he hiding? Did he have a good reason to hide? No, right. no, he didn't. He had very good reason to conceal himself, to escape judgment, to escape this conflict. And, and the answer he gave, because I kind yeah. of realized we were naked. That's not yeah. why they were hiding. They were hiding because they were guilty. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And then he wants to pass the buck. Mm -hmm. right? This woman you gave me. Yeah. She talked me into it. Yeah. So honesty is the the battle of the ages to, to, mm -hmm. to, to come to honesty to be honest that's the battle of the ages right. and and i find myself um being having having to deal with that dishonesty that is in my flesh it's not in the lord in me right. obviously not and maybe i can give a qualification here's the lord where he will withhold information from people like you said, I speak in parables. The people are spoken to in parables so that they don't understand mm -hmm. what's being said. Well, the Lord is concealing something from them. That might be thought of as dishonesty. It's not dishonesty. Mm -hmm. It's not a dishonesty at all. But, but just because you withhold information or knowledge uh, from some people, 
doesn't mean you're dishonest. And what's the intention? That's that's what it's a hard happen. issue whether or not it's dishonesty. Yeah. Because there's lots of examples in the scriptures of lying, the whole paper on it. Yeah. Different people lying in different circumstances in the Bible. Yeah. And none of them. Many was, examples. Yeah, many examples. Of and the saints of the and, lying. And Rahab blessed for it. Yeah, that's right. Blessed, Absolutely. spared, prospered well, so. for lying. Yeah. For being dishonest. But that's not dishonest. What, what about David, the man after God's heart? Right. He lied. Right. He pretended. Yeah, so that he could kill people without any consequences yeah. and, and yeah. annihilate a whole village. So we need wisdom to right. know how to be honest. Right. Right. We, we need wisdom to know what honesty is. And I, I think that people, I, I would say in general, and it's, I think it's summed up in the law kills, that the spirit sets free. Mm -hmm. People are always trying to, and it's everybody, trying to make uh, black and white scenarios. Right. Well, it's you're lying if you're saying something that isn't true. Right. And there's a there's a commandment about lying, which isn't true. There's, scriptures don't say don't bear false witness. They say don't bear false witness against your neighbor. Right. Yeah. There might be a time for bearing a false witness. Yeah. Like Rahab lying to the officials of the city. That's right. She bore a false witness. But I, I don't know if that would be classified as a, a false witness or not, because... I think the, the meaning of that commandment is that uh, that you're doing it for evil's sake. That's what I'm where, saying. Where she wasn't doing it. It was a false witness, but it was not against her neighbor. It was for her neighbor. Yeah. Like don't don't tell a lie to harm your neighbor. Right. Don't tell lies at the expense of your neighbor. There's lots of situations where you can tell a lie for the benefit of your neighbor. Mm -hmm. And there's there's the uh, aspect of honesty where somebody just speaks his mind. He's not mm -hmm. trying to hide anything. He's not trying to pretend. Mm -hmm. We have this passage here in uh, mm -hmm. John chapter 1, and uh, where Jesus is gathering his disciples, mm -hmm. right? And let's see. Um, there's, uh, we'll start in John 140 uh, to give the background here. Uh, one of the two which heard John speak, John the Baptist, followed him, uh, was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first finds his own brother, Simon, and says to him, we have found the Messiah, which is being interpreted the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. And when Jesus beheld him, he said, you are Simon, the son of Jonah. You shall be called Cephas, which is by interpretation a stone. And then it goes on, it says, the day following, Jesus would go forth into Galilee and finds Philip. Philip ended up being one of the disciples, one of the twelve apostles, and says to him, follow me. Now Philip was of Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip finds Nathanael and says to him, we have found him, of whom Moses in the law and the prophets did write, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. I don't, I don't think people recognize the weight of that, what those disciples, these people being called, were going through. Yeah. Like, they're yeah. they are calling themselves bananas. Yeah. They're like, yeah, you know what? Yeah. This person yeah. that all the scriptures have been testifying about? Yeah. We found him. Yeah. Yeah. And, and oh, yeah, he's a carpenter's son from, from Nazareth. Yeah. That little town, Nazareth. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. It 
wasn't a, a believable story. Well, and not really, because we go on as we read here. Right. Uh, so he talked to Nathaniel, and Nathaniel said to him, "Can any good thing come out of Nazareth?" Right. What are you telling me? That dumb. <laughs> yeah. You know how how is this possible? You're sure you're not mistaken. Right. Right. And Philip said, "Come and see." Jesus saw Nathaniel coming to him and says of him, here, here are the words we're after here. Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom is no God. Mm -hmm. The Lord hadn't been there. He wasn't there when Nathaniel was, when Philip was speaking to Nathaniel. Mm -hmm. But the Lord knew where Nathaniel was coming from mm -hmm. in his answer to Philip. And Nathanael says unto him, From where do you know me? And Jesus answered and said to him, Before the Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Mm -hmm. So he probably heard him too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and right there, Nathanael knew what was happening here was impossible, mm -hmm. humanly speaking. Mm -hmm. He answered and said to him, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Mm -hmm. He was speaking the hidden, speaking the mysterious, mm -hmm. speaking the invisible. Mm -hmm. And Jesus answered and said to him, because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree. Do you believe? You shall see greater things than these. And he said to him, truly, truly, I say to you, hereafter you shall see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. There's Nathaniel. What I was thinking was that Nathaniel was open with his thoughts, and the Lord was telling him he was going to be seeing a lot more than he realized. Mm -hmm. He was going to be given things to see as a result of, of, of maybe in measure, his honesty. And I, and I think that scripture there, you, you can kind of pass over, you know, behold an Israelite indeed in whom there is no guile, but you, you, you almost need to stop halfway through the sentence and say, "Behold, an Israelite, an Israelite indeed." Yeah, it was a, it was a relief. Yeah, it was, it was, it was. It's almost like it was, it was part of why the Lord appreciated that line of people. Yeah, it's like it defined. Yeah, you know what it defined them too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what a Jew is. There was, there was that trait there where they're yeah. just, and, and you've talked about being in Israel and how they'd all be arguing with each other yeah. and they didn't withhold how they were feeling. Right. And they didn't really hold it against each other when right. it was over. When it was over. Business was over with and they just went back to ordinary life. They'd have it out and yeah. they'd argue and they'd yeah. express themselves. And then yeah. after that, it was. And well, it would get into an uproar because uh, one of the Jews would come to me. This was at Habanim. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. uh, and he'd come to me after the meeting because he might have seen maybe some sort of distress or some sort of uh, anxiety of some kind. I didn't think I was being that anxious. I was seeing the, the ruckus going on with, between maybe 20, 20 different people in the, in the room. They were having a business meeting uh, Saturday night right. to start the next week. Right. And they were debating who's going to do what and how. And, and they'd really get into it. Like these guys are just hollering at each other. They were, they were hollering at each other and they were, they were, they were, you could, you could interpret it as fighting. And if you come from Canada, uh, you know, <laughs> Canadians are, what, anything what seems they, like fighting. No kidding. No kidding. I, I, I wasn't 
disquieted by it, but he came to me and he thought I might be, I guess. And he says, Victor, he says, you know, those guys weren't really, uh, they weren't really fighting. They weren't, they weren't really angry with it's each other. But they sure came across like they were angry, that's right. for sure. And they, they were shouting at each other and everybody's hollering away and debating and arguing. They sure. were arguing. Uh, so, so there was that. And then, and he says, but he says, he says, when the meeting is over, he says, they just put everything away and, and, and they're fine. No, they, they were honest. No, no hard feelings. It's kind of like they were honest with each other, and it was okay. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. They didn't have to keep they it all They were more straightforward. Right. Yeah. But uh, I think, I, I, I wouldn't really want to use that whole thing as an example of the of the Jew, although I've seen that happen with, with Jews. There's there's a particular trait, even in their, in their unregenerate state, mm -hmm. where there's a certain degree of... Um, Honesty, integrity, uh, openness, just like Nathaniel here. So you got the ore with some of the mineral that you want in there? Yeah, sure. It's there. See, and what, what I was seeing here when I read this uh, days ago was that Jesus was defining what he was after. Mm -hmm. He was, like, there, there, were, there were these Jews who, who were religious, and they went mm -hmm. through the ceremonies and rituals mm -hmm. and the garb that they wore and everything and they, else. They turned holding their tongue into a religion, like many of the yeah. religious folks today do. Yeah, yeah. They never say anything. Right, yeah. Oh, we're above that. We're going to take the high. Yeah. Road. If you don't have anything nice to say, mm -hmm. don't, don't say, say anything. anything at all. Yeah. So I think the Lord started off uh, his ministry. You know, there he was gathering his disciples and he was, he was, Starting off his ministry by defining, defining what he's after. Mm -hmm. Behold, an Israelite, indeed. Mm -hmm. Right? Uh, he was saying, here, people, I'm here to tell you what, what I'm after. Right. As a descendant of Abraham, mm -hmm. I'm after honesty. I don't, I don't want everybody to be so smart that they're outsmarting their neighbor. Mm -hmm. I want everybody to be so smart as they're honest with one another. Paul, the apostle, said to, to, to his people, lie not one to another. Right. They're always lying. People are lying everywhere. Mm -hmm. a, lot of, a, a lot of stuff out there, it, it's, it's horrible. And it's, it's in the church systems. It's, 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 that's, where they're, that's where they're really lying. You, you well, have that's, this, that's uh, where they turn it into an art form. Yeah, no kidding. Well, you, you presented that very well. Reverend <laughs> Martin Van Potter. <laughs> And talk about the epitome of dishonesty right at the pulpit. You know, you were you had a, somebody particular in mind. Right. And, and I don't care if I named him and I don't care if you named him. It doesn't matter. The guy was guilty right. of dishonesty. Totally. And there he is, he's supposed to be shepherding the Lord's sheep. In, in the which they aren't. In the iron or they wouldn't be listening to the wolf. The irony of that one is how many people have come and believed that it was legitimate. They right. can't even see it's a parody. Right. I've got the I've got the the Bible there, and I put a piece of tape over the good news, and I wrote <laughs> yeah. bad on it. And right. I've got this Bible that says the bad news of the gospel. Right. And and the people watching are are still not comprehending yeah. that it's a parody. Yeah. And you wonder how dishonest do they have to be? That's right. 
they're missing a lot of details there. They're oh, only looking kidding. for other stuff. They're they're why? Because they're prejudiced. Exactly, because they're out for bear. They're out to yeah. they're out to kill somebody. Yeah. They want to discredit anything that comes against their beliefs or ways of doing things. Right. And the Lord would come along and say, Behold, these are not Israelites. Right, indeed. Indeed, there is no God at all. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's there's tons of guile here. This is not what I'm after. I'm not after church services. I'm not after denominations. I'm not after formality. Mm -hmm. I'm not after phony worship. I don't want you liars lying to my face. Mm -hmm. I just want you to be honest and straightforward and simple with me and with your brother. That's what he's after. And so, so here Nathaniel is saying, can any good thing come out of, out of Nazareth? Mm -hmm. Like he just opened his mouth and, mm -hmm. and, and he said what was on his mind. And the Lord didn't rebuke him. Mm -hmm. Right? And, and there's another huge example that we had talked about. You know, when the Lord, the, the, the Pharisees come to the Lord and they say, Come on, show us a sign, prove to us. Prove to us. Yeah. You're the Messiah. Yeah. Impress us. Yeah. Perform for us. Yeah, that's right. Come on, monkey. Yeah. And and he says, Oh, a wicked and rebellious generation, I'll give no sign. Yeah. Except the sign of Jonah. Adulterous. Right. Adulterous generation. Yeah. And there's Jonah, and you have some things to say about Jonah. Yeah, because you, you look at this story and you're thinking, like, what a jerk. Yeah, yeah. You know, there he is, you didn't want to do it. And <laughs> and then when he gets down to it, he's no different than anybody else. Right? <laughs> he was yeah. just being honest. Yes. Everybody yes. else is like, if the Lord says I must do this, then I will go and I will have a good attitude about bless the Lord for yeah. appointing me to this ministry. And Jonah right. was like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, come on. I'm not doing it. <laughs> I'm just not doing it. Yeah. And then he ends up in the ocean, and, yeah. and um, everything's going, and he's just like, it's, guys, it's me. God yeah. told me to do this thing. I didn't do it. Now yeah. he's mad. Yeah. Just throw me over, and you'll be fine. <laughs> well, he, he just ran away from the Lord to begin with. He just didn't want the job. Right. <laughs> And, and then when he went to Nineveh, he wasn't even wanting to see them saved. Right. He wanted to see them destroyed. Right. In 40 days, and this city will be destroyed. Yeah. Right? And when it didn't happen, he wasn't just like, oh, good. The, the, the Lord is merciful. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Lord, for saving this city. Right. He was just like, I, I, see, this is why. Yeah. This is <laughs> this is why I was headed for the hills. Yeah. This is, I knew this was going to happen. Yeah. You're always being merciful. Yeah. Making a fool out of me. Yeah. Right. And I want to back up a little bit because he was, uh, he took a ship, right? right, And the Lord sends a storm, right? right. So it gets really, really rough. Mm -hmm. Now all these sailors, they're all what they would call the heathen. Well, they're right? sailors, if you ever met sailors. Snoring <laughs> <laughs> like a sailor. Right. And, uh, and there they were in real trouble. And, and they were saying, every man calling call on his God. Mm -hmm. we, we, we're in real trouble. We're mm -hmm. going down. And then they find Jonah fast asleep in the ship's hold. Right. I don't know how he could sleep when they're... Yeah, I never noticed. Place. That's the same thing Jesus did. Yeah, I did. That's I never right. noticed that. Yeah. That's... yeah. I couldn't understand how Jesus could just sleep. Well, okay, so that's Jesus. But he was human. He was in human form. He had to take up upon himself the, the weakness, the frailness. Right. So, so he, he so suffered things. There was faith. Yeah, there was and Jonah faith. had faith. Yeah. It doesn't so, look like it. Yeah. Yeah. And honesty. Mm -hmm. That's that's our little... And who would admit to all those people? Right. That it was their fault. Right. And that's risk right. them all being angry and even just be like, look, here's yeah. what you got to do. Yeah. You ain't going to make it unless you toss me overboard. 
Yeah, he says, I'm the man. Right. You know, Nathan had to come to David and say, you are the man. Mm -hmm. David was being dishonest, mm -hmm. right? Very dishonest. Uh, and, and, the, and when the sailors were saying, who are you? What are you doing sleeping when we're, when we're in trouble? Uh, he says, call on your God. Mm -hmm. they, were, they were wanting everybody to be calling on their God. And uh, Jonah says, look, you know, look no further. <laughs> I'm the man. Right. This meant his death. Right. He willingly died. He says, throw me over. Right. And the, and the, and the storm will stop. Right. And he prophesied. Isn't that what Jesus did too? Yes. Throw me overboard. Yeah. Bury me in the earth and the storm will stop. Amen. Amen. Yeah. The enemy will lose his power. Mm -hmm. when, we, when we yield to the truth and become honest, the enemy loses his power. Yeah. In all of our circumstances, if we, if we just get honest, I've seen that many times where, where the enemy will come at me and accost me and, and fault me and criticize me and laugh at me until I turn honest, until I admit to my weakness or to my fault mm -hmm. or, 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 or that I'm the guilty one of some particular thing. Mm -hmm. And then boom, it's gone. Mm -hmm. It's gone. Isn't that something? Mm -hmm. That's the lesson of honesty is when you get honest, and I don't mean for evil's sake. I don't mean to just put somebody down or, or cattle on somebody or nothing like that. That's mm -hmm. all garbage. That's all evil. But when you when you admit to your fault, to mm -hmm. your weakness, where you're confronted on, something happens. Mm -hmm. Something snaps. Anyway, Jonah was thrown overboard, right? Mm -hmm. Thrown overboard. And wasn't it? Wasn't it? Here were the the. Uh, the unbelieving uh, sailors, mm -hmm. they tried their hardest to save Jonah. Mm -hmm. They tried their hardest. Didn't work. And isn't that, isn't that, I mean, I'm just throwing it out there. Isn't that kind of what uh, Peter was doing with the Lord? He said, no, don't go to Jerusalem. Don't say these things. Right. You can't do that. Come yeah. on. And the yeah. sailors were saying, oh, Jonah, don't. No. Yeah. Yeah. And and that was Satan. That was yeah. the flesh. Yeah. And the sailors yeah. were trying to save Jonah. Yeah. Jonah was like, no, you don't understand how this goes down. Right. There's yeah. only one solution here. Yeah, that's right. And he told them what would happen if they did that. So finally they caved. They 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 said, Okay, all right, it's your decision. They throw them overboard. Everything went calm. Everything went calm. And then for three days and three nights, mm -hmm. he's wrestling in the belly of a whale. Right. Right? And, 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 and he, came, he had to come to the place of submission. All right, so he was honest, mm -hmm. but it wasn't enough. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it takes more than honesty. Right. Obedience. Try obedience to the Lord. So then he was willing to do it. Yeah. And he still was kind of unpleasant. Grudgingly, but, yeah. but he went. Yeah. Yeah. And he went a day's journey mm -hmm. into Nineveh, which was three days journey wide. 72 yeah. hours? Yeah. For being specific? Right. Yeah. <laughs> There's somebody out there being dishonest about the number of so. days and nights. I think so. Hey? I mean... I don't think 36 uh, is enough. Right. Well, it wasn't even 36. Friday night till, till, till Sunday morning. It wasn't there anymore. You know, where do you find 36? Right. <laughs> right. Right? You know, it was more like, I don't know, 18, 24, somewhere there. But it sure wasn't three. It just wasn't like, three. It's just like uh, Abraham going up to Mount Moriah with Isaac. 
Three days. Three days. And nobody in there is thinking, ah. Yeah, he left Friday night. A day, a night, and a day. I mean, come on. Yeah. That's yeah. close enough. A day and a half is kind of like three days, right? <laughs> this three days and three nights thing, Martin, <clears throat> that is so dishonest. Mm -hmm. So very dishonest. Mm -hmm. It's wickedness. Mm -hmm. So it's what it is. I don't care. You can be the Pope, you can be the priest, you can be a cardinal or a bishop, whatever else. You're being dishonest. And they, maybe naively so, maybe ignorantly slow, maybe you don't mean evil, but it's what it's the lies you've been brought up with. And yet Jesus said there would only be one sign given. One sign given to, to and the that world. Sign they trash. Yeah. So it's not just your ordinary not dishonesty. Anything? Yeah. Not just your ordinary no. dishonesty. That's right. He says, I'll give you one sign. And yeah. they take that one sign and they and they, they make a fool of it. They, yeah. they disgrace it. Yeah. They delegitimize it. They call Jesus Christ a hack. Yes. Day and a half. It's close enough. I mean, you have to understand the language and the culture right. and the context. Right. Yeah. You know, like and as if as if Jesus was going to be that ambiguous about it. Yeah. That's right. Jonah was in the belly of the whale for three days and three nights. That's as, specified. Yeah. yeah. And right. and so why would why would Jesus, with all the power in the world, yeah, uh, do a half job on yeah. it? Yeah. It doesn't why make any sense. Why, why should he? Why why would you why would you leave it open for anyone to dispute you? Yeah. yeah. Satan comes along and, and tells a lie, and I think that's that's part of the dishonesty is that people love lies. Yeah. It's hard to be honest when yeah. you still love lies. They'll, they'll believe any lie before they'll ever believe it. It's all credible, it's all believable, it's all understandable. That's 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 the mystery of iniquity. Right. Right? It's the mystery of iniquity. This lawlessness that, that beats in the chest of all humanity. Mm -hmm. It's 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 a horrible thing, but that's it. Your nature becomes a liar when you've disobeyed the Lord mm -hmm. in the Garden of Eden. You become that by nature. You can't you can't speak the truth. It's not in your nature. You can't be honest. Cats, it's impossible. Cats don't bark. Yeah. That's right. That's right. It's not in nature. When they try to, not believable. So when Jesus was uh, speaking to Nathaniel there, he was saying, "Behold, an Israelite indeed." Mm -hmm. Here's what a Jew is all about. It's not about circumcision. Right. Yes, God commanded circumcision, right. but it's not about circumcision. Paul Paul uh, points out in the uh, in his epistles that the uh, that Abraham was, uh, uh, faith was accounted to Abraham for righteousness mm -hmm. before he was circumcised. Right. Right. So it wasn't circumcision that made him right. Right. But that's how it's played by the carnal Jew. Mm -hmm. Oh, I go to the synagogue. Oh, I read the Talmud, which is, was an, which is an ungodly document. Mm -hmm. uh, I dress in my phylacteries and whatever else. I do this and I do that. It's just like that Pharisee looking at the publican. Mm -hmm. You know, I tithe, I do this, I do that. Right? They're being totally, totally dishonest. They're being self-righteous. Mm -hmm. To be self-righteous is pure dishonesty. Well, nobody has any righteousness. That's right. So if you're saying you do. Yeah. And it was faith that was accounted to, to, to Abraham for righteousness. Nothing else. Right. It wasn't religion. It wasn't any kind of uh, supreme act of any kind. Even though he did sacrifice uh, Isaac, uh, potentially, technically, whatever you want to say, he had in his heart. Yeah, he committed to it. Yeah, he he loved the 
He was persuaded that Isaac, God could raise Isaac from the dead. Mm -hmm. He believed in the, he believed in the resurrection. Because the Lord said he would be the promised son. And Martin, that's what we have to believe in. It's the resurrection. <laughs> yes. And Jesus said, I am the resurrection. And we're like, he's the resurrection. Yes. Believe in the resurrection. Mm -hmm. And you come out of that, that, that place where the enemy can mock you because you're being dishonest. Mm -hmm. And it's happening all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, you squirm a little when somebody tries to confront you with something. Uh, you, 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 you kind of, you're reluctant to fess up. Mm -hmm. uh, just in ordinary things all the time. Mm -hmm. um, and they say, well, you know, sometimes you, you tell little white lies so that you don't hurt somebody's feelings. Well, you don't have to hurt people's feelings. And it depends on the situation. Sure it does. It depends on the situation. But I, I would say that there's a... They're telling a white, I mean, I don't know about telling a white lie, but like if you're, if you can be concerned legitimately for the well being of somebody else, mm -hmm. and you can exercise That's a big quality. I understand qualification because most of the time when people are telling a white lie to yeah. take it easy, really, they just don't like the idea of confrontation, yeah, and they're sparing themselves yeah. in the name right. of sparing somebody else, and that itself is dishonesty, yeah, that's right. But if you're actually able to spare that person for their sake, I don't think there's something wrong with that. Well, and here's something else. If you do tell someone the truth about themselves, not, not in an ugly manner, not, mm -hmm. in a, not in a negative manner anyway, mm -hmm. and that person hears it, and maybe they haven't heard it before, mm -hmm. right? If they're honest, mm -hmm. if they're open to honesty, They'll face that reality about themselves mm -hmm. that you've opened up to them. Right. And they'll be blessed by right. knowing the truth about themselves instead of trying to maybe avoid it or somebody's just, I, I just hope nobody sees this or recognizes this or, or, or right. avoids the subject matter. And, and if you're, you know, going back to what I said, if, if you're able to care about them, then you, you won't be facilitating that person avoiding their issues. Yes. You'd be facilitating. You're drawing them to honesty. That's what I'm You're saying. You're offering them that invitation to honesty. But, but I'm, I'm just saying there are some situations, and I don't yeah. know if I can invent any on the spot, where there, there's no need to shame somebody for no reason. Right. No. When, when there's no downside, there's no missed opportunity from just being silent in a certain manner. Right. Yeah. And so it just You have to have wisdom. You have to have you have to have that wisdom and you have to be asking the Lord what you should be doing. Yeah. If there's any question, if there's any confusion, yeah. you have to be asking him. It can be pretty easy to be honest about something ugly about somebody else. Totally. Piece of cake. You can just mouth it off right there. Right. I've done it. And and are you being you know, it, the only justifiable reason for that. Uh, would be to to prevent an evil or to help that person to draw them like you say towards yeah. the truth yeah but if if you're only doing it because it feels good to put people down that's not honesty anymore yeah. no it's not that's murder exactly that's murder that's hating your murder exactly yeah. and then if I, you're doing i don't that, care if it's momentary right it's still that aspect it's still that it's demonstration. Just, you're it. just trying to harm them. If you're just trying to yeah. jab at them, if you're trying yeah. to, yeah, yeah, then that's yeah. that's not good at all. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you 
And I've been guilty of that many, 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 many times, man. Mm -hmm. It's no, it's no place to be. And you will live to regret it. I can, mm -hmm. I can just tell everybody, you'll live to regret it. Mm -hmm. You will. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it makes me want to cry to think about that. And you know the the scripture there. Behold, Israelite. It's, it, it's almost like, it's almost like the Lord was saying, "Ah, I can work with this." Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's like. Because Nathaniel, you can't necessarily stay there thinking, can anything good come from Nazareth? Mm -hmm. It's not yeah. exactly a, a, a perspective that should be encouraged or should remain. It wasn't, it wasn't that perspective that the Lord was pleased or approving of. Right. It's just he wasn't full of yeah. Yeah. Full of BS. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you know, you can... And, and, that's baloney sandwiches, is that right? You need to be a little more extreme about it. Deceitful. That's what I honestly meant, yes. But, and you meet some people like that that possess that trait to some, but it's kind of nice. Like, if you meet somebody and they're a little rough and blunt, and, and you can and you can get it over, refreshing. Know, you can kind of just get over yourself for a second yeah. just be like but on the flip side I, I think I, we got a customer like that mm -hmm. and it's like he can be pretty direct about what he's displeased with yeah <laughs> and yet you never really have to be that concerned that he's How being passive you? aggressive with you or yeah. anything because if he had any if there was anything he was unhappy with he'd tell you I didn't, yeah. I didn't yeah. like the sausage it, it was yeah. It's different was last time. I don't think it was salty enough. Just do something about that. Yeah. And you're kind of like, well, people don't normally say that. But yeah. And so I get, I get to the point where when I get new sausage made, yeah. I'm like, you need to try this and tell me what you think. Because right. at least you can get feedback from yeah. the guy. Something else I find, Martin, is that if we let that honesty out, let other people say things, mm -hmm. that normally you may not care for them to say or may not mm -hmm. be a pleasant thing. But if you stop and consider, they're telling you the truth. Mm -hmm. And then you stop and consider, you end up prospering. You mm -hmm. end up changing something for the better, whether it's in your own uh, attitude or mm -hmm. activity or circumstances. And you can do the same thing for other people. And exactly. I, I'm not. It's, it's always productive. It's always positive. I, Even I, if it comes across at first like it's, oh, I don't want to go there. Kind right. of thing. I, <laughs> and that's and that's honesty. Right. Okay. So I don't like things that come against me, but to be honest. He's right. Mm -hmm. So I, I want to take that and go with it. I want to be honest. Lo and behold, things start to change. Something happens. There's this leaven working mm -hmm. in the atmosphere. It's refreshing. I was I was in a conference once and we're in the washrooms and I'm trying to sell somebody a chi machine. It was a doctor, it was a Jewish doctor. Right. <laughs> He's a, <laughs> He's at the urinal, and I'm at a urinal or a sink or whatever it was, you know. And, and he just came straight up with an honest uh, opinion of where I was coming from. Like right. he says, you, you know, you're being you're being pretty forward about this. You're being pretty aggressive or something like right. that. I don't remember the words anymore. I wish you yeah. could, but I don't. And uh, and he and he and he says, you're you're too zealous. You're too uh, you're not being objective. Mm -hmm. And and I knew what he was saying. And you know what? Uh, normally speaking, you could go offended to something like that. Mm -hmm. And I thought, 
wow, he's he's being just candid with me. That's right. I like that. You know, right. <laughs> it was one of the rare times when I did immediately like it. Right. He just says, and he wasn't trying to be nice and mushy. Right. But that was that was great. I remember my framing box way back in the day, and I, I mean, I'm almost ashamed of how forward I was because I'm not sure I had a filter. But yeah, and he was. He, he kind of liked me well enough that he treated the crew pretty rough. And uh, and I just couldn't work for him anymore. I mean, the crew was trying to resent me because he wasn't being rough with me. And anyway, it was, <laughs> and, and I didn't, I didn't, I was kind of bored too, so I quit. Um, and I came to get my paycheck and he said, you're gonna come up and grab the tools, let's go, man. And I, and I just told him, I said, I said, you know, I, you're gonna die alone if you keep acting this way. That's what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. I said, nobody's going to want to be around you. And you're just going to be unhappy. And you're going to die all by yourself. Mm -hmm. You can't keep acting that way. You know, and he was probably 45 and I was 21. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what, why I felt like I had to tell him that. I should yeah. have got the envelope and leave. But, mm -hmm. but he never held it against me. Mm -hmm. and, and I was mm -hmm. kind of apprehensive about telling him. And I didn't, I don't know. I just, I said, yeah. And, and he just looked at me and, Okay, um, you know what? I actually, and he said, I actually appreciate your honesty and your, and your candor with me. And if you ever want a mm -hmm. job, mm -hmm. call me. Yeah, amen. And 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 he was he was pleasant. I actually called him many years later just to tell him I appreciated you know, yeah. a few situations yeah. that he experienced on the job site, and he remembered me. Yeah, yeah, and. Uh, but I guess my point is not so much that I said it, but that moments like that, excuse me, Mark, yeah. moments like that are are memorable. Yes. They they strike. They they penetrate. It was like I I I, I and he he was on his third wife or something. And, yeah. And I was just like, gotta tell you. <laughs> Somebody has I don't think anybody's telling you. And he was so yeah. intense and so everybody was afraid of him. Mm -hmm. And uh and so I don't think anybody was ever really honest with me. Right. Yeah. And and my, my point in bringing it up, though, is that don't just assume people are going to react negatively to your honesty. Like, many people will. Don't get me wrong. Lots of people can't stand it. And they get all offended For and sure. wiped out. Yeah. But, but you can't just, you can't just protect yourself. Because you're assuming that the other guy's going to react poorly. You can't just keep, you know what I mean? Like right. yeah. protecting your own interests. Yeah. Because maybe they need to hear it. Yeah. And maybe you're the one to tell them. And yeah. yeah. Not that that's a justification for just, I mean, I've, I've, I've certainly been overly blunt with people. Um, I've not known what to do in a lot of circumstances. So I'm just like, ah, there it is. And, Sometimes yeah. I regret it. I'm like, right. oh, I shouldn't have done that. I was just taking the easy way out because yeah. it was easier for me to be blunt. Yeah. I didn't demonstrate any consideration. Yeah. So there's both sides of it. But I'm just if you're if you're not being nasty about it, if you don't have ill will, there are some people who are able to receive it. Not everybody. Right. But if they can see that you're not because I liked him and I think he mm -hmm. knew I liked him. Mm -hmm. You know, I would have I would have lunch in his little portable office instead yeah. of with the guys yeah. it was you know and when you said what you said then you would have known right that you i didn't have any against him you didn't have any ill will against him right and he would have known also that you were kind of risking some of your own 
advantage, right? You know, favor with him or whatever it is. Yeah. By saying those things, right? He knew that. So it's just don't don't write people off and just assume they're going to be. Um, you can't just assume how people are going to react. And I, I think we we project ourselves onto people an awful lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and you think they're going to react like how yeah. I would react. And yeah. and you get all worked right. up, but sometimes it's just like just just say, well, you know, it was with uh, uh, Jonathan the other day. I I sent him to his boss there, and I said, just be honest with him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just just lay it all out on the table. Just yeah. be honest. Yeah. And it's going to turn out just fine. And, yeah. and sure enough, everything was fine. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 quite favorable. Yeah, that's right. And but surprising. You're right. Mm -hmm. For sure. But yeah. I, I think I think we can we can kind of be sort of so unwilling to be honest ourselves that we just assume that everybody else will hate honesty too. Yeah. And sometimes sometimes that's not the case. If you're just vulnerable and honest, I think other people can be freed from their fear. Yes. And just be like, oh, well, if you're going to play all your cards on the table, here, this is what I have. Yeah. I didn't, yeah. I didn't know it was going to be. I didn't know there was so... We don't have to have all our armor on. We yeah. can move around freely now. Instead yeah. of clunk, 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 clunk. Yeah. You know, you can just, yeah. sure. like David, he went without armor. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he didn't have, that's what that's what the dishonesty is. It's was, armor. He was being honest with himself. Look, I can do much better with a sling and stone, even though it seems to be like a very inferior weapon right. to this giant that I have to face. Right. But it's my thing. And I'm just, I'm not good with that. I'd be pretending. Mm -hmm. I'd be pretending. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be honest with myself. It's too burdensome. Yeah, I just haven't tried. I haven't proved this stuff. Right. What's proof if it isn't evidence of truth and reality? And it's not as though David never wore any armor. I'm sure when he was a fit soldier fighting all those wars, sure. he wore armor. Yeah. But he was just a shepherd boy. Yeah. And he wasn't going to come presuming to be a soldier. Yeah. Putting on all the attire. And yeah. yeah. He's like, I'm just going to. His brothers were there. Yeah. All his older brothers, they were there in their outfits. He's just like, I'm, I'm just going to do me. <laughs> yeah. Taking down a few bears and lions. Like, just yeah. don't get all of this. Well, at least one of each. Right. Stop lying around. <laughs> right. But, but there he was, and his brothers were. were uh, you're embarrassing him. Yeah. You know, they're criticizing him. What, you, you you just, just just what are you doing away from the sheep and doing your job? He's got a sick fascination with battle. Yeah, right. Yeah. And David says, What I do? What I do? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. I need some cheese and raisin cakes. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, uh, honesty in itself is a wonderful little word. You don't live in that fear. You don't live in that doubt. You don't live in that regret. You just, uh, you just open yourself up and, and uh, you sleep better. Mm -hmm. And you know what? You laugh more. You do. You do. Yeah, absolutely, you do. You know, and that's why that's why the, the left is really trying to censor comedians. <laughs> it's because the the comedians they know that honesty is funny. Yeah, like J.P. Sears. Yeah, right. Know, you know, the court jester type. Yeah, but, but honesty is hilarious. Yeah. Like when you when you start when you start post, even if you're if it's at your own expense. Yeah. I mean, people know it's funny to make a joke at somebody else's expense. Right. But some of the best humor is at your own expense. Yeah. You offer yourself yeah. up to be laughed at. And yeah. And and because it's there, yeah. And and honesty is, yeah. it can be really funny. <laughs> yeah, it can. But dishonesty is almost never funny. True. That's why, like, for sure. Uh, you know, one of the most, to me, uh, a bad example of bad humor in comedy is uh, Don Rickles. Oh, man. 
Anybody know who's not reckless knows what I'm talking about. And I'll just say it. It's not, it's not, it's not a good thing. I'd like to see something change, something different, but he just devastated a lot of lives just by his by his uh, cruelty. It's always just at somebody else's expense. Somebody, else, somebody yeah. else's expense. Right. That's yeah. that's not good. And the good the good comedians are able to laugh at themselves. Yeah. The yeah. bad ones are trying to get you to laugh at everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, there's there's not very many leftist comedians in that sense. It's just not funny. Yeah, no. It's just no. The left, the whole you don't see much humor coming out. Like when the, when the leftists were trying to make jokes about Trump, right. it was like, come on, guys. Right. Like I would laugh if you were funny, yeah. but yeah. this is lame. Yeah. And, but the other way around, I mean, there's no end of material. Yeah, and 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 they have to resort to sexual, right, garbage, to yeah. to try and get people laughing. You're not being honest with yourself as that comedian. Right. You you can't come up with honest values right. about people. Yeah. And, and to see the light side, the funny side. Right. You know, and you're not being honest about yourself because right away you're poking at somebody else. Poke yeah. at yourself. Mm -hmm. yeah. Sure. Right. Um, we've lost those days. Those there were some pretty good comedians. <laughs> Red Skelton, Bob Hope. Yeah. You know, a lot of those guys. They had some good stuff yeah. on for them. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't at everybody's expense. No, that's right. Unless it was coming to them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the story of Esther. Oh, that's yeah. the funniest book in the Bible. Absolutely. The book of Esther. <laughs> bam, bam, Shakespeare, bam, Shakespeare's bam. got nothing. His tragedies have nothing on Haman's tragedy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think maybe we could stop the uh, the thing here. I, I, just to sign off, um, if we have more to say, fine, I don't care. But uh, uh, the Lord was setting the tone for what a true Jew is. Right. Behold, an Israelite, mm -hmm. indeed. And if, if you go to the end of uh, Romans, or end of Romans 2, Just, just to clarify that whole thing, because people have this great controversy about what is a Jew, right? Mm -hmm. What is a Jew? And in Israel right now, they don't know what a Jew is. I know. They don't know what a Jew is. Does your mother have to be? Does your father? Yeah. How many generations? Sure. All of that. Stuff. Are you the right kind of Jew? Yeah. Is it just the religion? Is it just being a citizen? And oh, you believe in Jesus? You were circumcised. Your father was a Jew. Your mother was a Jew. You've got all the credentials. You're not allowed in, in Israel because you believe in Jesus. Right. You're not allowed here. You, yeah, you follow a Jew, and so you're not a Jew. And if we had the uh, theocratic government that we had in the old days, that's uh, off comes his head or he's stoned. That's that was their method of uh, execution. Who's being honest with what? Where? Paul went to Israel, couldn't stay there. He was a bona fide flesh and blood Jew. But he wasn't going to deny his confession of Jesus Christ. Right. They wouldn't let him stay in Israel. And yet they their policy, their law is if 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 you step on foreign soil, on, on, on not on foreign soil, but on, on Israeli soil, mm -hmm. you're automatically a citizen of Israel because you're a Jew. If if you have a Jewish lineage. Yeah. Yes. And I think having a Jewish well, mother I mean and father and the last name Cohen. Yeah. I mean, if there was anybody that was a bona fide Jew in the flesh, oh, there he was. Jew knows 
talked like a Jew. Yeah. Sure. Yes. Everything. <laughs> I mean, he, he was, was all a, there. He was a quintessential Jew. The whole package was there. Yeah. They lied. Right. Why? Because they hate the truth. Right. Who's the truth? He is honesty. Right. Jesus Christ, the Messiah. Right. The Messiah not only of Israel, but of the entire world. Mm -hmm. People, Jesus Christ is the Messiah of the entire world for all ages. That's who he is. So mm -hmm. what is a true Jew? The Lord chose Abraham and his seed after Isaac, Jacob. And uh, he called a people out. He made a people, right, in the furnace of Egypt. And uh, he was going to uh, uh, set up a nation that would be a, a light to the Gentiles, a light to the world. Mm -hmm. And Jesus Christ came through that lineage. Mm -hmm. right? But anyway, Paul says here in the... Um, in Romans 2. Um, yeah. Paul says, For he is not a Jew, which is one outwardly, neither is that circumcision which is outward in the flesh. Not, not a Jew. People try to decide, well, who's a Jew, who isn't a Jew? It's not, it's not circumcision that makes a Jew. But he is a Jew, which is one inwardly. Mm -hmm. Behold, an Israelite indeed, mm -hmm. in whom is honesty, mm -hmm. in whom there is no vow. Mm -hmm. Right? He's not being evasive. He's not, he's not trying, trying to hide or anything like that. He's just expressing himself. But he is a Jew, which is one inwardly, and circumcision is that of the heart in the spirit and not in the letter. All these people who are being very religious... They're demonstrating that they're not Jews in the spirit. Mm -hmm. That's what's happening. That's what's happening. They would know that, 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 that the outward trappings are not what God is after. They're not, they're not what makes, constitutes a true Jew. That's mm -hmm. not what God is after. So right at the very beginning of Jesus' ministry, he says, this is an Israelite. You want to know what an Israelite is? And this is our job. I'm calling you men as, as my apostles, my disciples, because I want you to know uh, that we are out to turn men into Jews. We're, we're out, I'm, I'm here to make you fishers of men. Mm -hmm. we, want, we want honest people. And that's, what we're, that's the message we're taking. Mm -hmm. That's what has to happen. So, um, all right. So I just wanted to finish this off uh, by reading this verse, uh, Romans 2.29. It says, but he is a Jew, which is one inwardly, and circumcision is that of the heart, in the spirit, and not in the letter, whose praise is not of him. You know, what are they doing with all these wrappings and the clothing and these silly hats? I just, I, I, I need to be honest, right? Silly hats. God is making fools of them. They're just looking like idiots right. with all their religious garb. That's all they are. And, and they think that they're better somehow. They're, and the women, what, they shave their heads and put on a wig? I mean, how ridiculous can you get? Isn't that dishonest? God, God gives them good, healthy hair. So what do they do? They shave it off and put on a wig and, and, and maybe a shawl or whatever else. And then, and then Crazy. They, and then they have all kinds of uh, moral conundrums that they ponder. No, and they're kidding. like, but... Uh, but these wigs we're wearing, uh, I, 
it turns out that the hair from these wigs comes from Buddhist temples where these women are offering their hair to the gods. Yeah. And the Buddhist monks are like, thanks a bunch, we'll sell this to the Jews. Yeah. And the Jews are like, is it kosher to have hair offered to the gods? Yeah. <laughs> Total contradiction. Total madness. The Lord, you know what? When people are dishonest, because that's what they're being, yeah. they're pretending to be something they're not. They're hypocrites. Right. And, and, and they might be, uh, I mean, a lot of people would be more naive than, than so many others. If they're raised in the whole thing, mm -hmm. they didn't know any better. But there are others who, who have been confronted with a little bit of reality, a little bit of truth. And just listen to me, what I'm saying here right now. It doesn't make any sense, the things that we're, we're trying to tell people. And, they're, and they are being dishonest. Mm -hmm. Aren't they dishonest when they shave their, the women shave their heads? And cover their heads with a with a wig instead, somebody else's hair. Well, the, this, the, how 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 is that not dishonest? Because they believe that their hair has to be covered and it can't be showing, but they right. don't really feel like wearing head coverings. Right. And so they shave off all their hair so that their hair is not showing, yeah. and they make the head covering somebody else's hair. Yeah. So now they can still be attractive women without wearing a head covering. I mean, it's it's the it's a perfect example of the insanity of religiosity yes yeah and that's that they're demonstrating that they are not jews and, and they're that, not jews and they're liars nature, the lord came confronting that nature in his ministry and that's part of what he was contrasting nathaniel to yeah that's right because he was dealing with the, the the rampant and i'm not saying they were exceptionally more dishonest than others but the jews were were not being honest yeah they were being very dishonest, and he's confronting, you know, uh, you, you tithe, the dill, mint, and cumin, yeah. you know, and then, and then, oh, and the, but the money you're supposed to be taking care of your parents with is dedicated to the Lord. Yeah. And yeah. so it's really actually holy that you're not taking care of your parents. Yeah. He was dealing with all that dishonesty. Yeah. And then, and then, and, and that was pleasing to the people, and that's your, your, your scripture there, right? Yeah. Right? The Pharisees had yeah. the praise of men, and the Lord addressed right. that theme over and yeah. over again. Yeah. You're in the streets, you're yeah. feeding your prayers, yeah. you're giving your offerings. Long prayers. And you make sure everybody knows it. Yeah. And there was Nathaniel, and he was like, Isn't that place a dump? Like, yeah. seriously? Yeah. Ah. <laughs> yeah. And 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 it wasn't yeah. evil of him. And, but but it looks evil to yeah. people. Yeah. People consider that to be ugliness, yeah. And the other to be right. to be looked up to. That's and right. that's the that which is highly esteemed among men exactly. is abomination to God. Right. Yeah. Whose praise is not of men but of God. That's what God is after. Because if everybody's this impressed is what with we, you, if we're going to be honest, we are going to please God. We are going to want to please God. If we're being honest with ourselves, mm -hmm. well, first of all, I think the first step of, of being honest with yourself is you don't want to please God. There was Jonah. He wasn't necessarily interested in pleasing God. Right. And he and he came right out and admitted it. To God. To himself. God. To God himself. Yeah. That's right. Right. Yeah. So first of all, you have to be you have to be honest uh, for the what wrong reasons, maybe? Would you call it, it that? Yeah. Or just plain honest. It, 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 see, and that's the thing, is that the honesty itself seems like it's a justification. We're just being like, hey, this is the way I am. Yeah. You know, you deal with all kinds of rough right. people, and they're like, this is what you get. People want to be ugly. They want to be honest about their ugliness, and they want to be honest right. about being ugly. That's not what we're talking about. But, right. but if you're admitting your current state and not necessarily saying, this is the way I should be, this is how I want to be, yeah. this is how I plan on being, yeah. but at the very least, you're like, this is where I'm at. 
it's probably not good enough, but yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to, oh, yes, God, absolutely. And that's what the Lord was saying there when he says, the two sons. And the one says, oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah, right. I'll get right on, Dad. Yeah. And he's yeah. not doing it. And then the other one is like, I really don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And like Jonah, I don't really want to. And he ended up doing it anyway. And here's the one sign, and you might think, though, that's a pretty pretty poor sign. I mean, this guy is disobeying God. He's running from God. Well, why, why can't he obey God? Mm -hmm. But, you know, Abraham didn't wasn't obeying the law of God when God called on him to sacrifice Isaac. Mm -hmm. Right. And it should be of some comfort that even though we can look at Jonah's honesty and say, oh, that's not godly. Right. It still had the power to deliver all the sailors yeah. and the whole city of Nineveh. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and so, you know, you can you can call it ugly, you can call it undesirable, you can call it rebellious, defiant. Yeah. And yet, and yeah. yet, there was still the power of salvation yeah. in just being frank with God and neighbor the whole way through. And uh, Pilate, when Jesus was standing before Pilate. He marveled. He would question Jesus, and Jesus wouldn't say anything. And he marveled at it. Because most of the people that were called up and, and accused of, uh, of uh, a crime that would cost them their lives, right, mm -hmm. capital offense, they'd be falling at his feet, they'd be crying, they'd be begging for, for, for mercy. Mm -hmm. right? Protesting they'd, their innocence. Protesting their innocence. Jesus never said a word. But then when he says, are you the king of the Jews? Mm -hmm. And he said, I am. I am. Mm -hmm. That would have been pretty disconcerting. It would have been. Yeah, I'm kidding. Um, but he was honest, what I'm pointing out. Mm -hmm. There was honesty. And he knew that honesty would get him killed. Yes, that's right. He knew very well he was being asked the question, the question. Yeah. And he had to give the answer. Yeah. And he gave the answer. Yeah. And the dishonesty of men having killed. That, that sealed his fate, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. yeah. And here we are alive, given the opportunity to love him, to obey him, mm -hmm. to be honest. Mm -hmm. 